welcome to Escaping Kerberos, the podcast where we rewatch, reminisce, and review everything Doctor Who from 2005 to present. My name is Rich, and I'm joined by the person most likely to shag a cat. It's Amy. I wouldn't shag a cat. That's <laughs> rude. I mean, I had Cats to. I had are to, to be cherished. Choose... Yes, but then you can make tiny baby kittens that can no, say "mama." No. Because that is not how biology works. Okay? Well, that's going to be a big topic of this week's podcast of how on earth Valerie squeezed out kittens from her Foof. kitten factory. Kitten Foof factory. Is... <laughs> Foof is what definitely was the other term. option you had to call me? I didn't. I just wanted. I just wanted to imply that you like doing cats. <sighs> I don't that's really please don't imply that are you telling me you don't want to ride Brannigan's front tail really not (laughs) I hate the fact that I refer to it as a front tail that's disgusting I feel feel dirty cats still have penises Rich do you know biology yeah that's why I called it a front tail no gross but it's it's a front tail right no right no No. it it is and moving on very swiftly hello everybody Let's talk about Brannigan's pee-pee. Let's really not, okay? If we're going to talk about anyone's pee-pee, let's make it David's, but we're still let's not talking about David's pee-pee because we're not here to talk about David's pee-pee. We're here to talk about gridlock. <laughs> Gridlocked in with the pee-pee. Shut up. Okay, I'm doing this podcast by myself now. Okay. Hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> let's see if you can carry this by yourself, bitch. Definitely can't. Lol. Although one week I would quite like to do the intro just totally unsuspectingly and just everyone be like, hang the hell on, what's going on here? And then that gives you the opportunity to slag me off. Yeah. I will not allow it. Oh, I am well. I am not to be slagged off. I am the mastermind I mean, in this. Mm, yeah, you are. It's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, folks. It's good to it's good to see you. Yeah, sup fellow nerds, as good I say. Good to definitely not see good, anybody good to de- except good you. To, good to hear... Oh, <laughs> Good to hear you. It's uh, did you know, Amy? It is the fourteenth of April two thousand and seven because we just watched Gridlock. Is it? It's the. Uh, mm, I'm pretty sure it's the twenty second of December twenty twenty one. That's the point. If 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 my calculations are correct, Merry Christmas Eve. If you're listening to this on uh, the day this releases, yeah, uh, happy which will be Friday. Holidays. Yeah, I, I was going to say you know mentioning Christmas and New Year for the sign off, but we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, it's Christmas Eve. If you're listening to us on Christmas Eve. Hi, happy Christmas Eve. If you're listening to us on Christmas Day, go hang out with your family. What are you listening to us? Why are you listening to us on Christmas Day? (laughs) What a nerd. What a loser. Although, fully appreciate the listen. So if you are listening on Christmas Day, thanks. Tweet us if you're listening on Christmas Day. Let us know. At Castapod, are you listening on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? Would you ride Brannigan's dick? They're the main questions we're going to (laughs) be. Maybe it's not you that wants to shag a cat. Maybe it's me. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> I just may, maybe I just want to bang some Irish tail. Please do not go around shagging anybody or anything, any animal, anything that does not accept you, you and gives you permission. Cats could not give you permission. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's just a life lesson for anybody out there. If they do not consent, it is a no. <laughs> That was not the direction I was expecting the start of this podcast to go. Let's anyway. Let's talk about the big old rebound that is Martha, because yes. the Doctor, in in all of his wisdom, showing off as he rightly acknowledges, um, he is taking her to New New Earth, New New no New New York, New Earth, 
yes. that we've been to once before at the beginning of last series in the episode aptly titled New Earth. God, he's such a serial data. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, the thing is, we, we can sit here and talk about the Doctor and how he's not over Rose and stuff, you know, till the cows come home. We're not going to do that because in, in the grand scheme of things, that's it is it's sort of a footnote in this yeah. episode. It was not really. far more far more present in the Shakespeare code than it was in this, or at least mm-hmm. it, it, it was more of a focal point. Um, this episode the focal point is the fact that no one likes being stuck in traffic it's a very british thing to be stuck in traffic we like queuing we like getting stuck in traffic and yet in new new york the only american voice we hear is sally calypso everyone else is british sally is in the woman on the as in the hologram yeah yeah she's the only american voice we hear I'm pretty. I, uh, I have to double check this. I'm pretty certain when the doctor calls the police, even the the, the hold message is British English. I uh, yeah. He's like, thank Maybe. you for calling. You've been put on hold. It's like mm. everyone's British, and I'm just like. Well, right, maybe okay. New New York isn't distinctly in America. Maybe. Well, I mean, it very clearly is because you know Statue of Liberty on the thing and then That's Sally Calypso's American not the point not the point migration I mean, is a thing I mean yeah shush. so what, what, what we're saying is is that Let's... they shut all the migrants on the motorway yeah wow but, but they say I mean to save them like come <laughs> on <laughs> that is true that is that is very uh. true so this episode was written by the man himself Big Russ R2D <laughs> <laughs> and big Russ, big Russ. Well, he's called Big Russ now. Um, and it's you know he's doing the standard thing of taking something that we know and love or hate and making it not kind. It's obviously not not motorways and traffic jams themselves are specifically scary, but taking them and putting them into a scenario where they can be scary. And obviously that is by reintroducing the macro, which mm-hmm. obviously I'm not the strongest for knowledge of classic who but i know that they were in i think it was a second doctor story the macro terror right um and obviously the doctor references the fact that you know he's no, he knows the macro and who they are and what they what they do and, and how the they've, they've devolved. devolved yes Which um, i'm presuming at one point they were more people like I know they were. I'm pretty certain they're all still uh crabby crabs. crabby crab crabs uh, it is a second crabs. doctor story can confirm um uh-huh. Okay. And yeah, I I've, I don't know huge amounts of them in the grand scheme of, of Doctor Who lore. All I knew is they lived at the bottom of the motorway and fed on the, the, the crap that spewed from these cars. Their fumes. Um, but it's it's a nice way to do a little callback to Classic Who. It's like, you know, when we first watched this back in 2007, no way in hell I'd have known that Macra were a thing. Like nah. already, not not, not known it whatsoever. I was there asking my parents whether they remember a woman being stretched across a frame in Classic Who because I had no idea Cassandra was an original <laughs> concept. So, well, you know, there there is that. Were you too? I mean, how are no, exactly you to know when you're like the beauty of 11. reintroducing a reintroducing an enemy that I, I guess not exactly the most memorable as far as I know. I don't, no. don't want to like, I don't want to make too many comments on, on the Macro Terra without actually having, having, having watched, watched it. it. Not that I can because it doesn't exist. No. Um, is, but to is be dead. fair, but, it bringing them like, I feel like bringing them back was probably Russell's way of thinking, right, 
what can I come up with that would be at the bottom of this? And he goes, oh, actually, hang on, there was a monster back in the day that was this, that and the other, so I'll just bring them back for God knows how long. But he just kind of made them a bit more crab-like and a bit more monsterish to be, quote-unquote, the villain of the week. Um, yeah. Which I sort of feel like they're not really the villain of the week. Like, they're just a no. byproduct of the eventuality but you sort of wonder why they exist down there in the first place well did they know that when they shut them all down there was that a thing i have no idea and it's 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 one of those things that it's not a question that needs answering in the grand scheme of the episode it's not something people are going to question really it's like oh you know it's it's like, you know, you see, uh, I guess to sort of compare it to the reality that we know, you see like, I don't know, a poor fox or a badger getting smacked and it's just sitting on the side of the road. No, uh, you know, it lives obviously around the road. No mm-hmm. one really knows or in the grand scheme of things cares. We don't need yeah. to know. So they don't need to say. Like, true. Uh, the, you know, if, if the doctor, for example, had turned around and said, oh, this is like, you know, he'd theorize this concept of oh maybe they after my after i ran into them billions of years ago you know they've obviously devolved and they've somehow ended up on this planet or whatever i think, I think, I think it's just kind says, of exposition that's not really necessary again it's pointless it? exposition like so, the story um, still works without it exactly so it's not so, something that needs to be actually touched upon uh-huh. in order for the rest of the story to make sense they are there for the sake of being there to be that potential threat of the, the, the you know, the, the terror of the fast lane, etc., etc., etc. So what kind of make, sorry, just jumping a very different tangent here. I've just had a thought. I'm pretty right. sure that whoever wrote the script wasn't quite settled on how long it took to travel a mile. Right. Because if you're in an infinite loop of traffic, traffic would just be constantly moving in like a shimmy right because there's always going to be a gap that the traffic is moving into that constantly goes backwards etc so you would think it would move at a fairly constant rate right yes i'm picking holes just bear with me here the brannigan said that they'd been on the motorway for 12 years right yeah and that they traveled how far? Like five miles or something? In 12 uh, years? Was that what you said? Yeah. Something right. like that. But she said, as in the woman in Martha's car, don't know her name. She said that they were going to travel 10 miles in six years. Now, is that because she was referencing the fact that that's how quickly they would go on the fast lane? Or is that before the fast lane? That would make sense if it was the fast lane because that's double the distance travelled in half the time. I guess. Does that make sense? Am I talking rubbish here? Like, I hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's one of those things where that is very much a hole being picked. I think the, the what was put across in this episode is that the motorway is slow. Long. And the Doctor puts it into perspective for people that probably either did know... I mean, obviously, when he says, you know, no, no one's out there, there's no police, there's no this, there's no that, and he's, like, mm-hmm. looking at Brannigan, like, I know that you know. Mm-hmm. You know this is the case. You're just 
you know refusing Avoiding to acknowledge it. that same with the the the, um, the the two women the woman mm-hmm. the car spotter when she was like i can't note everything down it's like she's obviously aware In that denial. that's not the case she's making that excuse that i just oh i missed it it's like you're a car yeah. spotter you move five yards a day you definitely didn't miss it love also can we pay props to inclusion in this episode yeah uh lesbian it's old like, couple smashed yeah. it Obviously, we, we go on this tangent a lot. We're not going to go down it no, no, massively. No. But yeah, look, lesbian old couple introduced to sisters and then it's like we're married. And because it's like it's the future, people just accept that. Mm-hmm. It's like that's just the way things are going to go. If all things go to plan. But also, I mean, dicks. to be fair, in this episode, you've literally got a woman who shagged a cat. So woman shags a cat. Uh, we've got a, you know, nudists. A, an old lesbian couple. I mean, nudists are nudists. We've got a, uh, yeah, but... we've got an interracial couple. Yeah. So it's like. Look, here's loads of box. We've got we've got a we've got an incredibly white bloke as well who sits on bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. So we all know someone who is very white and gets off to bubble wrap. Do we really? Yeah. Okay, I dread to meet your friends. <laughs> I wasn't referencing a friend. Thankfully, my no my my bubble wrap remains very well hidden in this house. Oh, you were talking about yourself. Yeah. Well, that joke was totally a on me. Ha. Anyway. It's because you're, you're rubbish at this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have that. We have that. We have that very commonplace staple representation, without it being, you know, In carved face. into the side of a baseball bat and uh-huh. being flacked across the face with. I was going to say actually, people scream. In woke, terms of but... this, in terms of this episode, that was actually probably my favourite bit of the whole episode. Is when David goes down through every single car and it's like yep. oh hey there's this people hey there's this people and that hey, was that's something people. i was definitely going to mention because there's a, obviously this has a lot of cgi in it and the cgi is not bad it's probably one of those episodes again that got a lot of money spent on the cgi yeah. like how series one had so much spent on uh, end of the world mm-hmm. with all the shots of um platform one like that was where all the budget went for the cgi yeah. gridlock might kind of would kind of be the same thing but it's so clever in the way that the vast majority of this episode takes place in the same set yeah it's kind of like how the entirety of midnight which we get to next series which i'm really excited to see oh, again midnight, is low-key so good top five new who end of story mm-hmm. um that takes place in one space yeah gridlock almost feels like the precursor to it in 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 some regard mm. because of this idea that they're, they're going to work with so little it's like it's the budget episode mm-hmm. it is the budget episode of I mean, this series kind of makes you picture how they filmed it which they probably just got it dressed up for one set got all the actors in to film all the scenes necessary for that set and then sent them on the way then redressed the set then got them to do another one. or they just had like four of these things next to each other nah nah they'd have they'd have used the same set i bet if you went through and you watched it and you looked frame by frame to see if there's any 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 major consistencies between the sets obviously they're basically mm-hmm. entirely redressed but it, because obviously they're all driving the same car there's no point in making four or five different sets but it's, it's, it's intriguing had. it's intriguing to know as to whether they had like uh, whenever they're communicating between them they have the same actors on set at least so like for example when mm-hmm. Brannigan's talking to the sisters that the sisters were behind the camera and delivering their lines or, yeah, or whatever 
that's maybe that's maybe to look at the Doctor Who but confidential. Then to be fair, I don't they think I've ever watched the Doctor Who confidential. Well, what I mean, but I mean, just one thing in with... a in a production sense, having the actors there also it's easier to bounce off the actor oh, that yeah, you're yeah. acting obviously op- mm-hmm. acting opposite rather than just having some random bloke behind the camera read off the lines for yeah, you. Yeah. Eh, whatever. That's, that's I, something to look at in the in the I confidential. I just picture I guess. them in the meetings having so much fun deciding how they were going to decorate each car. Like, oh, how about we do this one as a nudist colony? How about we do this one as a Chinese like couple or Japanese or Asian or whatever? Like, you know, yeah. whatever origin they were. Um, just being sort of like, oh, should we do this? Should we do this? How about one white guy that's covered in bubble wrap? How about kittens? How about this? How about that? Like, I would just so much fun. Like, I want to know. I want to know the story about the um the the fully black cat thing. Yeah, with two with the with the girls two girls white. on the on the on the fast lane. I'm like, what's going on here? I mean, maybe they um, were a thruple. You- are you are you are you broadcasting from your vehicle if you catch my drift? Is that what's is that what's um, going on here? How about no? I mean, I we're, don't know. Mm, we're getting no. we're, this is this not, is the no. this is the bestiality episode of Doctor we're Who. We're so. not going down that episode. We're not no, just no. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to swiftly diverge because I feel like this episode has just been great from start to finish so far. <laughs> I mean, it has. I because I I I unashamedly really enjoy gridlock i mean i say unashamedly yeah. there's there's almost nothing to be ashamed of coming back to new earth because this is this is basically a trilogy mm-hmm. you've got end of the world because obviously that triggers that well that's that is what that was the the sort of contextualization of people moving off world to a different planet they found this this other planet the macro might have already been there for all we know yeah when who knows? humanity moved in um we have obviously new earth with cassandra in the hospital and then we obviously have gridlock to to wrap up this trilogy yes and it's quite it's it's cool seeing a different part of that um of that city of that world uh-huh. because there's no reused locations apart from the little bit of reused footage when the doctor's like oh this is how it used to look and it's like oh yeah. look here's an exact shot from new earth that's mm-hmm. going to be just broadcast on a screen um oh, well. but how they explore it a bit more yeah i mean with the uh the 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 uh market stands selling moods yeah it's an interesting concept is it because the thing about this episode is i feel like it weirdly there's not tons to talk about because of the fact that again as a, a kind of common theme with russell not a lot happens but in a way that's great because it makes for a much more well laid out structure, much more well laid out uh, pacing. And yeah. it means that you can actually focus on like the what's going on and the story and stuff without having too much being thrown at you. And um, I feel like this one would be quite a good episode or sorry, should I say, I feel like this one has been quite a good episode for Russell to explore a little bit more about Martha's character and the Doctor's character when they're, like, apart. Because we've not really seen much of the Doctor on his own up to this point. And his kind of realisations of, oh, I was showing off, like, don't even really know the girl and all that kind of stuff makes it a bit more sort of like, hang on, yeah, actually, she's only been here for 
three episodes so far. Is this the third episode with Martha in? Yes. So the fact that she's down there going, I don't even know who he is really, but I'm just assuming he's going to save the day. It's kind of like, yeah, maybe maybe that's a problem. But also I mean, we they, didn't they... question it with Rose, so... Well, that's the <laughs> thing. In Funnily enough, in part one of this trilogy of episodes in uh, The End of the World, when Rose is sat in that room and chatting to that twig... Yeah. She does talk about how she's got no idea who he is and he just oh, she yeah. just waltzes off with him. So it's like it does almost perfectly mirror the events mm-hmm. of well, I say perfectly. It does it it mirrors the events of or the mirrors the the companions mindsets and and train of thought. Yeah. For Rose in End of the World as it does now with Gridlock and Martha. Mhm. But I and, think it's sorry. Sorry. No, after you. I was going to say I think it's interesting to see how it how uh, brain my brain's not working apparently um the difference between like like you said it, it kind of mirrors rose's reaction in the uh new earth new end of the world that's the one i'm looking about end of the world um because you see the difference in like when he brought rose to new earth as david for like the first time and when he brings martha it's kind of like, did he purposely bring them to very different places because of the fact that he's not really thinking about what Martha's investment is versus what Rose's investment is? Like, you obviously, she got the glitz and the glamour and everything is mm. beautiful and fancy, whereas Martha, like she said, gets the slums. And I know that he was like, yeah, the slums are where all the exciting stuff happens. But I think it's an interesting way to kind of look at the difference in their relationships between how he feels about Rose and how he currently feels about Martha, which is literally just she's somebody to talk to at this point, isn't she really? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure whether that would have been a conscious... That's a good point. That's a very good point. But I don't think that would have necessarily been a conscious decision. I think that might have been... No. I think it might have been... When he says about how the slums are more interesting, I think that was genuinely something on the Doctor's... Um, curious side mm-hmm. but coming back to new earth i mean the fact that he drops it into conversation about how he brought rose here before and it's like you know that's just the doctor being the doctor and showing off and you know letting his words go and not realizing what he's saying which yeah. he's obviously done a couple of times already but also you know with new earth as far as he was aware it was a done like a safe place to come and explore and see stuff because yeah why not uh-huh he's already kind I mean, actually of- it would be quite nice i think in a Who episode. And I think we're going to get this a little bit more come uh, this next, to come the next two-parter we've got, where the Doctor and their companion ends up somewhere and they do a lot of exploring mm-hmm. and just, like, going and sightseeing, like, genuinely. Because normally the action that at least ties them in kicks in pretty soon. And obviously with this, it is, like, immediate. Yeah. Well, I say immediate. They have obviously the Basically scene where... Basically immediate. They get shown about the the, the 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 patches get introduced which is obviously the reason why you know society died out etc etc like fair, fair enough mm-hmm. uh, and then the kidnapping comes not too far in but like why not have an episode where the doctor and companion can go off and just do stuff and the um the the, the threat is building in mm-hmm. the sort of the b plot being explored as these events go on the word now like now i'm saying it out loud i feel like there are episodes like that oh yeah there probably are like the, midnight the is a good example. The threat doesn't reach the protagonists like immediately. It, mm. Like it actually comes quite later on, and just seeing them out and about and doing stuff like yeah, that would like be quite cool because they do they, 
more than likely, I think I'm pro- there's probably people listening to this going, Rich, this episode. Yeah. Like, obviously this one. And I'm just like, nah, I can't think of it. If you're screaming it at us, we apologise. Yeah, um, at Castapod. <laughs> yeah, tweet us and let us know. I mean, to be fair, they were doing that in Boomtown. They were just out and about enjoying that is a, a That is... That is a very, very good point. Boomtown's um, quite a good one. They were in, in Midnight. They were literally just going to a fancy spa and then he goes off on a jolly. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, there's kind of... It's kind of one of those things where you don't really get that much because I guess the whole point of Doctor Who is that there's action and adventure and stuff like that because an episode with just them exploring would be a little bit cringe kind of teenage montage of yeah let's go here let's go here I'm take photos <laughs> martha dragging the doctor shopping down new 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 york high street sorry like, i need a new leather jacket and new heels like do you know how long i've been wearing this for <laughs> oh yeah she would have been won't she because mm-hmm. she's wearing the same costume isn't she oh goodness me yep and i'm pretty sure that she doesn't go home for a good few episodes yet no she doesn't so, I mean, she's she will be going back home uh i think maybe just after yes just after the next two parties she goes home for the lazarus experiment that's what i thought so it's so obviously for like it is coming five episodes she wears the same clothes can you imagine how bad those pants would be Ew. i'm trying to think whether she's in the same clothes in daleks and rusty af <laughs> now who's being gross just saying yeah it's true change your pants kids <laughs> front seats back seats inside out front seats inside out back seats we've all seen big hero six right yeah i can't remember the terminology and how it's said properly but yeah you you get the idea mm-hmm. speaking of people who aren't wearing the same clothes since the last time we saw them novice haim is but, back in this yeah it's quite funny because as much as it's only been a series i remember when um she was because she's introduced obviously quite early on i kind of wish they didn't introduce face of bow right at the beginning i think that'd have been more yeah. interesting if novice Hayne was chasing the doctor down and to the audience it felt like it was just this bitch is back and then surprise mm-hmm. face of bow is back like i mean i guess would have been a bit more interesting yeah because then it would have kept it would have almost been obvious to be there's not that potential like segue to take the doctor out of the motorway because that's mm-hmm. already planted straight away maybe that could have been left a little bit longer and just played up to the fact that novice Haim is like oh, he's back yeah i know he's probably. back click click down to the uh uh-huh. down to the motorway with my gun um but so i remember when when novice Haim rocks up inside that car she's wearing silver ballet shoes which i always find really funny mm-hmm. um and the doctor immediately goes in for a hug sort of at first, well, he does because he goes, he goes, novice. Hey, no, no, because no, at hug. first he questions who she is, doesn't he? He says, "Who yeah, are yeah, you?" Yeah, she yeah, goes, yeah. "Oh, I've thingied over thousands of years, or, or I've aged, and you haven't aged today." And then he realizes. Yeah, and then he realizes, but he goes in for that hug because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, it's somebody he recognizes amidst a sea of people he has no idea who they are, and this whole different, uh, you know, side to the city that he's yeah. seeing. And then he does the whole, hang on, no, 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 wait a minute, you were a bad, you were a bad guy. He's like, get off me, don't touch me, you tried to kill me. (laughs) And I, like, I forgot when I I remember seeing this again, and not obviously this time, but it may have been when it first aired, but I remember seeing that thing and thinking, oh yeah, that is somebody we know. And then we're reminded of, oh no, wait, we're not meant to like you. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was quite fun. It would have just been more interesting, because you you asked whether that was Martha's mum, because Martha's mum in new earth played one of the cats but she is killed on the way 
is it it's either on it's either on the ladder oh yeah i think i remember now it's it's as they're escaping uh-huh. from the um from the the whole you know the, yeah, the big yeah. chambery the yeah. silo i guess i think it is because i think they they escape out the doors and she gets touched when she's right yeah it's it's something like that, that. But um, but that's also not the only person to uh, this. Admittedly, at this point, um, return because Valerie, Branigan's wife, who mm-hmm. was quite literally having kittens only two months ago, yeah, um, she returned in series ten as Bill Potts's uh, foster mother. Ah, okay. So she's in two episodes of that because I don't. I remember that's just something that stuck with me and i don't i don't remember whether in series 10 that i recognized her Mm. and sought that out i'm assuming because i made that managed to see that link back to gridlock i'm assuming that when i saw her i was like i know you from somewhere and it turns out she'd been in doctor before shagging cats but yeah she's back in this as well which is interesting and Mm. of course the face of Bo is here as well delivering his his final you are not alone and obviously mm. we, we will we will get to that once we get to it but i love how long they lingered on his face on doctor's on the doctor's face after that like i genuinely felt like that shot of his like literally from his bottom lip to his like forehead of him just like staring face of Bo down like what do you mean i'm not alone <laughs> i genuinely thought that like shot was never gonna end because he I was just what... sat there like <gasps> i wonder what it must have been like acting opposite the face of Bo because Obviously, it is a physical prop. Yeah. It always has been. And I, I think that's incredible because it mm-hmm. looks... It looks and it's puppeted very, very well. I want for to something know how that's... he just became a face. <laughs> Again, probably not something that will be answered and... No. Eh, no. Whatever. I just find it interesting. It's like, does somebody lop off your body, mate? Were you always that big? Yeah. We always just a big old head in a jar. Evolution. Um, yeah. But like, there's there's one particular point. I think it's when when the Doctor's trying to reopen the motorway and he drops that big lever and he goes, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. And then the face of goes, I will give you my last. And the way that his, his eyes, when he, he closes his eyes and you can see how somehow with this, this big old face that's got eye movement and mouth movement, Mm-hmm. And that's it. How they've managed to really make it look like he is genuinely Squeezing. like pushing. Like his <laughs> eye, you can see his eyelids like he's vibrating about to burst because a he's, blood he vessel. is is about to either burst a blood vessel or rip the fattest fart you've <laughs> ever heard. That's the a point, liquid right? in that tank would bubble. <laughs> <laughs> My God, he's in it. He's been contained in Sprite this entire time. Um, that's another question for you guys at, at Castapod um, to add to the already. Uh, horrendous vat of questions we're giving you from this week's uh, this week's this, this maybe episode don't of the answer podcast. a few of them though. Like. Um, <laughs> does the face of Bo have a butt on the back of his head? Really, that's what you're yes, asking. That is what I'm asking. Well, that's why I want to know if somebody lopped off his body because if he's just a neck, then like neck up, then he's obviously not got a butt. But if evolution has what just if they, what slowly if... <laughs> condensed him down into a giant head and the butt just forms up his back. Maybe I don't his know whole whether you've, I don't know whether you've seen butt. it. Have you seen the meme of Keanu Reeves stood on the stage at 
uh, E3 when he introduced Cyberpunk and then somebody's like squashed a version next to him. It's like the evolutionary chart. It's like tall Keanu Reeves squashed Keanu Reeves head with a butt. I don't think so. Right, I'm gonna have to find this for you. Okay, I'm sure great. that there are big old big old meme lords that personally. Have, uh, I would say he probably does not have a butt. I think because he, I he's think he covered has a butt. in tubes, so therefore his waist just goes out the tubes. That would be my guess, but I can just imagine him being like a round circle. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> For context, that is- Rich has just sent me the photo. <laughs> That is the evolutionary chart of tall person to weird squashed person to head with a butt that then just procedurally grows to giant head with butt. Okay. That is the evolution of the the bow kind in Doctor Who. Fantastic. So what we're going with is that he's got a butt? Yes. Okay. Okay. If this is your first episode of Escaping Kosteberus, I apologise. Welcome. Because <laughs> that's that means you've not the heard dire- lunch dinner egg. <laughs> that's the direction things are going uh, on this podcast, and uh, I've had nobody complaining about. We're the talking fact about that we shagging talk cats s- in the face of Bo's ass. Like... We talk so much rubbish, but I think you guys seem to enjoy it, and I will one day make a lunch dinner egg T-shirt. I had an idea about it not too long ago, so I might Amazing. actually do it. Amazing. Lunch, lunch dinner egg shirts and if you buy them we will donate the um profits to charity yeah that's we should pick a charity i think we should do that would you do maybe that? we should give it to cats protection or something like that because we're talking about <laughs> shagging cats in this episode <laughs> we're giving you the money to or, not shag cats <laughs> or <laughs> don't shag cats adopt them um <laughs> Or since we're talking the the Russell era and how much we love all the representation and stuff, we should donate to the Trevor Project. Yes, I like that idea. Maybe we should do that. Let me know on Twitter at Castapod. Do you how want to do we go about t-shirt? getting all the proceeds to charity? Well, I I have a I use Teespring to ah. sell merch from Twitch, um, I see. and that will tell me how much it is specifically from that T-shirt. Cool. how much profit i would have made from that product specifically so if i put a listing up for that t-shirt then i can see exactly how much i would um so how much i would have to donate yeah to the trevor project in in lieu of that uh, that revenue coming in uh-huh. um and i obviously wouldn't make them horrifically priced either because no obviously you know you look at like merch stores and people like people charge like christ knows how much for stuff yeah i want to say that my i think i rounded mine up to like the the, the nearest sort of like solid integer and i think it was like yeah. 20 quid fair dues for which anybody... is obviously for a t-shirt is a bit it might sound a bit steep but it's but it's done but through it's... one of these like yeah. stores where you can where you don't have to pay to get stuff made uh-huh then they that's... have to cover their costs somewhere yeah it's um, not that's not too bad but also uh if it's all going to charity then you know that's if you want to buy it if you do you do great if not that's fine too for anybody who watches markiplier out there his stuff is so expensive (laughs) yeah we've been watching his um his uh five nights of friday security breach series and obviously he plugs at the end of every episode his cloak line that he does with other youtubers and i'm like yeah, that yeah, stuff's no. going to be extortionate. It's in pounds. It was £28.70 or something like that for a T-shirt. I was like, Yeet. are you joking me? Are you joking me? Sorry. That was very high-pitched. Apologies if you That was very high-pitched. But uh, yeah, so we won't do that because no, nobody should be spending 
£28 on a t-shirt unless you are minted beyond belief or mm. unless you are purely into slow fashion, which I commend you. But... but. <laughs> back to the t- back to the matter in hand. Back to the topic. I know that we've thing is like we talked about this a lot um, when we did, when we first started. Because obviously this this was a uh, lunch dinner egg. In case you didn't know, came from our episode on Boomtown mm-hmm. um, about the, the, the process. The, pro- the the process of the episode was you know Doctor and Kyle have lunch, find um, Blonfell Foch, go have dinner, then she's an egg. Egg. Lunch dinner egg, and it just Lunch became a thing. Egg. And people keep people keep mentioning it on Twitter. So I'm like, you know what? If you want a t-shirt, I'll make a t-shirt. To be and fair, we'll, we'll do it for charity or something. I feel like you could nice. summarize this episode in a very very similar way. Like if shag we were going cat. for he- no, don't we shag, shag cats. Shag, shag cat head. Shag cats. <laughs> Did you just say shag cat head? Yeah, I realize how bad that sounds. Yeah, don't do that. Um, no, I would say. Um, Hmm, how would I summarise this episode in three words? Um, Forget car. Kidnapping. Wow. Uh, well, it's true though, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, maybe motorway virus bow. It's pretty it's much what it is, isn't it? Not as funny as lunch dinner egg. Not as funny as lunch dinner egg. Bar. Or shag cat head, which <laughs> we're also not going to do. I'll put lunch dinner egg on a t-shirt, but not shag shag cat head. We're definitely unless we unless we head on a t-shirt. Unless we donate proceeds to that to cat protection, it's like not going to happen. Thank you so much for selling your merch. What did you put on it? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Just save the the cats. Is what we put on it. Save Save the cats cats. and don't don't question where we got the money. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Good grief. Good golly, Miss Molly. Anyway. This is the thing I feel like with this episode, we've kind of we've segued it. a lot, haven't we? There's, there's it's like, yeah, you're right. You a lot, a lot, kind of goes on, but the the plot is quite straightforward, and uh-huh. it's that as we always mention that the beauty and the simplicity of some of these stories. You think of some again. I will compare it to Midnight, which I did have to double check was written by Russell. That's not a Moffat episode. That Good. is a Russell episode. And I now I can I feel like there is a bit more of a uh a, a link between these two because pr- he probably looked at the production of this and thought it's amazing what we could what kind of stories we could tell with so little mm-hmm. we have these stories that go uh, you know i've mentioned the pilot and obviously a lot of it was probably shot on like green screens and stuff but the doctor and bill go everywhere in the pilot yeah all over they go back to the dalek mavellan war for christ's sake like there's so much going on and yet here's gridlock that's got a couple of shots that are done in some alley in Cardiff, mm-hmm. inevitably, that to represent um, the the Undercity. You've got wherever the, the location was for the, the the Supreme Council, whatever it is he calls it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the set for all the cars. And that's, and it. that's it. Like, it's so simple. And then I with mean, something like Midnight, you've got literally. one set that was all very much, literally would have been Catherine Tate in a sun lounger on a green screen. On a green screen. And then the, 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 the Rover. And that was and that's it. That's it basically so he's gone if i can tell a story that was you know grid gridlock's not one of the episodes you would really write home about no necessarily it's but it is very good it feels because of the benefit of it being in a location that we've been to before 
the world already feels realized and they're just like let's do more with the characters let's explore more people because if you arguably in new earth you don't get that you get the doctor rose cassandra and then novice haim mm-hmm. and whoever the other one is and you know well, i say that you get you know the the duke of manhattan and and people like that but you don't get to explore more about them yeah that's kind of it whereas with this it feels like you know you're you're with the normal people mm-hmm. and their and their their struggle with you know having to drive somewhere i mean i think it does it like i said it serves a purpose it's kind of a filler episode but it obviously also has those tidbits at the end that you don't really expect from a filler episode that russell is very good at throwing things in that you obviously don't realize they're a thing until you retroactively have watched the rest of the series which Mm -hmm. at the time obviously we couldn't watch the rest of the series because it had only just come out and uh i quite liked the way that martha was like oh does he mean you've got me and doctor was like nah i don't think so actually (laughs) yeah i think we'll just stand by the fact that martha is that friend that you know that just immediately falls in love with somebody that is who martha is Mm -hmm. but actually that has just reminded me of something i was like mentally trying to take a note of when we were watching yes this almost feels like a precursor to the year of martha jones yeah because she is in the car telling the his kidnappees kidnappers sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh of who the doctor is and that motivational speech and that is like the first little step of who she becomes yeah and whether that was i mean i say whether that was a conscious thing it more than likely was a conscious thing but it's not necessarily something that references that is sort of overtly referenced back it's probably the only i've only picked that up now Mm -hmm. watching it and thinking hang on this is literally your entire point yeah basically you are so you're getting your practice in basically you've just Uh got to deliver that hope that something's going to work and the doctor's going to fix everything and matey's all like now we're fucked yeah Yeah, that's it um... we're completely screwed so you know but that that you know that's that's the other thing to take from this and then as you say yeah we get the we get the little bit of uh you are not alone from the face of Bo, which i love how that in face. reality in reality how on the nose that is but you don't realize that yeah until we get to it and i remember uh-huh. thinking do you know what russell gets away with some pretty weak foreshadowing mm-hmm. in the next series but you know what though but i think the foreshadowing I'm like what he said i think was probably the best way to put it because it's when you get to that episode that calls back to this one and you're like that's what it meant it's like mind blown for people who were our age at the time um and i love how casually the doctor's just like i don't think that's what it meant he's probably just chatting rubbish like i'm the last of the time lords just carry on and deal with it and it's the fact that he doesn't even play that with this essence of yeah maybe maybe he is right and i'm just saying that he's not right i think the doctor is fully committed to the idea that there is no one else he probably thinks that the face of Bo just went a bit crazy in his old age let's be honest potentially he is billions of years old (laughs) but i i do appreciate how martha 
just goes, right, you're going to talk to me now because she's had this time away from him now and gone, what the hell am I doing here? Mm -hmm. I feel like I need a bit, if I'm going to potentially continue on with you, I'm intrigued as to um, whether in the next episodes that we're going to get that reasoning as to why they carried on together. Yeah, because you don't really get that. They just kind of sat talking. I mean, maybe it's just an unexplained kind of like, yeah, we sat, we had a chat, we hashed it out and I decided, hey, maybe he's not so bad after all. Or maybe, maybe... (laughs) And actually also, um, whether, because the Doctor does overtly mention the Daleks, whether Martha's like, oh, these guys, whether they reference the fact that Martha's uh-huh. already been told. I mean, he probably didn't go into masses of detail because obviously when we, when we leave them and the camera moves up to show the sunset over the city, the Doctor's talking about how the trees looked in the morning. Um, not so much about how the, who the Daleks were, but whether they acknowledge the fact that Martha's already been told I think about at the one Daleks. point he must go these are the Daleks and she goes these are the Daleks or like some kind of line I would like to think that and to be honest most of the time that we've been watching Russell's era and I think "Hmm, maybe they reference this and they have I'm like Mm -hmm. okay Maybe, Maybe it's something to keep in mind. Deep in I don't our know. Memory somewhere that we've watched it. So yeah, many that's times the thing. That we know it's it has thing, been. Can't remember. Obviously, between us, we've watched through Doctor Who. You know, God, God knows, God how, knows many how many times. But as I always say, going back and anal- going back and being a bit more analytical and going off on stupid tangents. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, the one. It's just thing, what we do. Talking of like, it's been it's seeing and... seeing new things is exciting. Yeah, talking of Daleks and stuff. Um, I said to you, didn't I, that when we were watching the trailer for the next episode, that I really wish they hadn't revealed it was the Daleks in the trailer because I kind of feel like if they'd have just introduced it as being under the city in New York with the pigmen and the talents, the the girl on stage doing the show and stuff like that, it would have been so much more exciting to get those tiny tiny snippets of the dialects like you do when that elevator doors when the elevator doors open you see that circular like ident on ident graphic on the front of the lift doors that that and that you, motif yeah, yeah, yeah and you get a very very small sliver of like a dialect shell but it's so quick you don't even notice it and then they just full-on go and be like oh yeah here's a dialect it's like why why did you do that just, as as we say we're at this we're point always... you've got us all hooked like just make it intriguing we've always got to mention that obviously there'll be people who will just need to have that push to stay interested but then at the same time it's like i'm already interested you've got like it's pig men like but this isn't always down to this isn't always there to cater to the super fans it's there to cater to those who are like oh okay doctor who and then go oh daleks i mean i'm i am very much the same you so could have just I'm like oh daleks i think it would have been much more exciting and intriguing for the reveal to be oh, they're Daleks oh my god this whole episode wasn't about the pigmen <gasps> like but it's like it was like in the build up to resolution when everyone was like oh my god is this going to be where Chibnall introduces his Daleks and it was all really really like um, uh, it was all cryptic and I, I I can't remember whether there was already a trailer I don't know I think there was I think there was a teaser for resolution that included nothing included nothing to do with Daleks obviously because the Dalek that was revealed was completely original for yeah. that episode and didn't get teased before and I remember right at the end of the people already spectu- speculating about it being a Dalek episode and then right at the end of the like the second trailer they did for it they played that same exterminate 
from Nicholas Briggs they've been using since 2005 in it like yes. every single bit you wanted to download the sound effects off the BBC off the Doctor Who website that you played the real player back in 2006 mm-hmm. like I used to do it's that exterminate Which, no, exterminate voice line to be fair why shouldn't it be because I mean Nicholas Briggs is fantastic as the oh yeah and... I mean funnily enough I mean I, we'll get to resolution eventually but Nicholas Briggs it felt like a, a, re, a reawakening for Nicholas's Briggs's Nicholas's Briggs's Nicholas Briggs's performance as mm-hmm. the Dalek because when it came to the whole duologue scenes between her him and Lynn I thought it was somebody else not yeah. Nicholas Briggs I thought they'd recast him which I was immediately annoyed about because mm-hmm. Nicholas Briggs does such a good job and then wonderful um, to realize it was him <laughs> it was yeah it was really cool to realize it was him but yeah that's that's for next time for now let's have a look at a couple of questions that you guys sent us over on twitter at casterpod in case you didn't know if you are still listening because lord behold you've made it through some rubbish up to this point yeah well done well done <laughs> we appreciate it if you have got to this oh my point. god we should do that thing right you know so i was listening to a podcast the other day where he said if you've made it to this point in the episode tweet us with the word blank and for like months he was just getting tweeted with the word orange i think it was and he was like why did i say this why (laughs) well the thing is i get i get that to some extent but i'm also there thinking it just reminds me of when you know you're watching some crappy meme youtube channel one of the ones that aren't very good and it goes like if you see this comment spatula and i'm like yeah no that's just real cringe let's not do that anyway Richard on Twitter asks whether the communal sing-along part of the episode is certainly a what-the-f moment. Does the scene have more resonance in our present time as it shows a sense of community and togetherness, something people are rediscovering now? Hmm. I mean, when you watch it, I kind of feel like it does feel a bit left field. Like it just comes out of nowhere. It does. Um... And all of a sudden they're like, oh, look, it's time to sing. Like, what, this is just something you do casually every God knows however many days or months it's or daily, whatever. It's daily, by the sounds of daily. it. Daily? Daily? Yeah. What? No. Because oh, no. Sally, Sally Calypso says it. She's like, now it's time for the daily sing-along or whatever it is she says, and they start singing. Oh, no, I'm all right, thank you. Can you imagine doing that every day? Uh, no, maybe I mean, I'm monthly. Not daily. I think maybe I, I get it. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a, a WTF moment, and I wouldn't. I also wouldn't say that it feels more prevalent now. Post, I say post COVID. Um, yeah, Omicron. Um, <laughs> I think I think that scene might have worked a bit better if, as much as it would have made for a bit more of a not so nice episode, but a bit more bleak is if basically everyone we've been introduced to thus far had been just that little bit more, I guess, depresso. Mm -hmm. Something like that sense of togetherness would have kicked so much harder if everyone just felt so... uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Downbeat. Just... (laughs) <laughs> yeah not that it's, it's like downbeat I mean, exhausted i know what you not mean the right terminology because just everyone's just yeah. kind of they definitely play this episode for laughs a lot of the time because that's the whole reason why you have the different cars with the different like people that he it's comes it's satire and, on traffic yeah it's 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 you know, full-on satire and with a very bleak setting it does kind of make it seem a little bit more odd that they ran but then to be fair i think the reason he set up the singing was just so that right at the end he could have that beautiful kind of choir over like the top of the doctor explaining where he used to live um but then i feel like maybe 
you could have just done the same thing without the singing scene in the middle and Martha could have just gone it's the city they're singing and that would have been fine like we really kind of didn't need the context of they've sang this every day for 23 years because that's how long they've been on the motorway because almost if I'd been trapped on a motorway for 23 years moving barely an inch every day and you'd made me sing the same song every day for 23 years when I get to the surface I ain't singing nothing I am keeping stum because you do not want to be reminded of those 23 years that you spent trapped in <laughs> a tiny box like... that is very true <laughs> I tell you what I, I remember when I first watched this that it used to annoy me because when Martha's stood there crying and she's sort of going <clears throat> and she's moving her mouth I thought she was trying to sing along yeah me too I'm like bitch shut up this isn't yeah, your I'm song like, you don't know this the is nothing to do with you stop apparently it is a real hymn I, that has yes. uh, has come up it is a real hymn right but yeah I always <laughs> think this, this is not for you Martha shut Clara would be the one trying to sing along to uh-huh. it I'll tell you that I will tell you that Jay has asked whether uh, what our opinions are, sorry, on uh, classic Who villains coming back into modern Who. Should they appear in larger prominent roles or should they only come back as minor roles like the Macra in Gridlock? Hmm. I think it When depends. it comes to... Yeah, what I was going to say was, it, it obviously, A, it depends on the source material... Not source material. It depends on the material that they're being brought, brought back in. Because for something like Gridlock, I think if they try... The beauty of dumbing down the character, because, I mean, arguably, that's what they did. They became beasts. And they dumbed them down and they, they served a purpose in gridlock to be the more tangible bad rather mm-hmm. than just that concept of them being trapped on the motorway because of a virus yeah if there wasn't a threat down there it'd have been like oh that's okay that's interesting but it's not very exciting yeah as a concept so adding the macaron fair enough but obviously there are characters that have been brought back obviously the big ones would you'd argue would be obviously daleks obviously cybermen zygons brought back really well yeah. i never had massive hopes for zygons but lo and behold Santarans, mm-hmm. obviously uh in the most recent series chibnall nailed them so that's, <laughs> that's really not good. a sentence you hear every day no you don't um but then there are other aliens that, that have been brought back that got so much sort of fanfare that didn't go that far and reading this question from jay just made me think of the ice warriors yeah we hadn't we hadn't seen them since the second doctor ruined i don't know it was it wasn't moffat it was mark gatiss oh was it if i remember rightly that mark gatiss just ruined (laughs) i think he he loved the ice warriors if i remember rightly uh yeah it was mark gatiss yeah he was a he he loved the ice warriors oh sorry It was third Doctor, not second Doctor, they were last seen. Okay, wow. And Cold War was just, it was rubbish. Yeah, really? I mean, it's it's Series 7. So rubbish, I I barely remember it. I can't really be surprised (laughs) at Series 7. No. But they weren't good. And then they did um, Empress of Mars, where the Victorian, like, British army ended up on Mars with more ice warriors. I'm sure you tell me about this episode a lot. That was Series 10. That was the Doctor and Bill. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's why, because I, Capaldi's era for me basically just doesn't exist. It's going to be really interesting when we finally get to his series. That's in this, such a shame because like, he's like, ah. he's like the third best Doctor I think genuinely, I only really remember one or two scenes from Capaldi's era. And one of them is him playing the guitar in the middle of a stadium. <laughs> oh that's, God, yeah, that's uh, Magician's Apprentice. Yeah, that's kind of When he's awkward. riding a tank. Yeah, yeah. like I don't... I don't know much about Capaldi's era. I remember uh, Hellbent, Heaven Sent, 
or whichever way round it goes. Heaven Sent is first. I that, used to get that wrong all yeah. the time. Um, Heaven Sent is, just, a, is, is a fantastic bit of telly. An incredible episode is, from start to finish. No, Heaven Sent. Yeah, Heaven Sent. Yeah, it's Heaven awful. Sent first because I always think it sounds better saying Hellbent, Heaven Sent, but it's actually Heaven Sent, Hellbent, I think, is the way I'm around it to, goes. I'm going to check Because this. we always get this wrong, and I'm sure we were talking about this in a podcast once, and we said that one of them was great and one of them was bad, and people were Heaven like, Heaven Sent is the that? good one. Yes. Hellbent is the crap one. Uh-huh. Because um, they were like, did he mean that? And I was, I had to comment and be like, no, 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 we meant it the other way around. We're just really bad at remembering. <laughs> But that's basically oh, all man. I remember of Capaldi. So um, apologies. I am looking forward to rewatching it. But I don't know. I think in terms of bringing um, villains back, it really depends what kind of justice you do them because it's always good to see something that has been established in the law already. I mean, if it weren't for bringing villains back, we wouldn't have the Cybermen and the Daleks be such prominent villains. And, you know, things like that really make Doctor Who, don't they? Yeah. Like, you can't have Doctor Who without the Daleks and without the Cybermen, really. Yeah. You can't um, have Doctor Who without looking back at what came before because there's so much lore to go yeah. through. And, you know, it, it would suck if someone <laughs> decided you're to chip, try no. and change it. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway... But yeah. um, so no, I think it's probably usually a good thing. It really just depends on the context and it really depends on the justice service you give the character when writing the script. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be and my answer. Tom Baker on Twitter, not that one, <laughs> uh, basically asked a similar thing about whether we'd like the Macra to return again or uh, and feel, a bigger, feel like a bigger threat. Uh, I mean, I kind of didn't know enough about them in the first place to care, and I still don't. Like, I think I with them being you, like, with them being dumbed down and reserved to being this sort of, you know, omnipresent, just snappy uh, thing, bottom tier villain in the grand scheme of things, yeah. not bad villain, but just not. It's not a villain that was explored enough for us to really have an opinion on whether they were good or bad because they were there to serve the purpose. They were mindless beasts, as the doctor say, says. Yeah, so they're that, just there to and eat, and that worked as they were, aren't they? Really. I, as for whether the macro should come back, eh, yeah. probably not. Again, yeah. it's like it's it's like I don't think if you ask people who know classic Who back to front as to whether they would want a specific enemy to come back, that they would say, "Oh, I know what the macro." Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's be I honest. It's going to be like the Rani or somebody instead, isn't it? Yeah, people were at the Rani, the Valyards. Um, I don't know the Candyman. Maybe it's not going to be the. It's not going to be the Candyman. That's what? just a yeah. As literally, there's an enemy from the seventh Doctor era that's literally made out of licorice. Uh, what, like Bertie man. Bassett? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was how things went in the uh, in the mid to late eighties. Yeah, was, um, I'm really really glad. It was interesting. That, uh, yeah. Russell is taking back over the show because otherwise, you could definitely see it going the same <laughs> way. <laughs> I'm going to try and make the Candyman work. No, Chris, don't. <laughs> Yeah, Edward. You, not the third special of next year is he brings the Candyman oh, no. back and we're all like, well, time to be cancelled, What caused the 13th the Doctor re- to regenerate the Candyman? <laughs> Edward on Twitter asked, um, about was saying about how 10 taking Martha somewhere went with Rose. Ouch, have we ever taken each other somewhere we went with an ex? Um, well, this is a bit of a weird one because I didn't really date in secondary school. I had one boyfriend when I was 12 who I dated for like eight months. He was 
a year older than me because we met at summer camp. And the only place we ever went to was his house, his parents' house, right? And he came to my house once or twice. Other than that, I really did not date anyone until I got to university. And I only dated one person before I got with Rich and I only dated him for a month anyway. And literally, again, we basically just went to university and his house or my house. So there was no possible way that I could really take rich on a date to somewhere i've been before because i didn't really do dates before like and to be fair even our first date was watching the last three episodes of eccleston's doctor who so and that was in your bedroom hell yeah so i think the only place i would have taken you and my ex would be um oh orgasm city and eh? that's our podcast. Eh? What? No. That's, what? Is that? that <laughs> Please stop. No. <laughs> I was going to say something legitimate like the White Heart, but you just why, went with why Orgasm you, City. You know that I'm not going to answer that seriously, and I honestly can't think of anywhere specifically. Ah, no. Actually, no. I do know somewhere. Don't say Orgasm City. I do City know again. somewhere. It's not Orgasm City. It's no, it's uh, <laughs> as much as I could make another joke at that point. No, um, those of you who are listening are from Lincolnshire, uh, my my home shire. Uh, Woodall Spa, Kinema in the Woods. Oh, yeah. I've taken you there. Uh-huh. And admit, admittedly, it doesn't really feel the same as like t- me and my ex going there because we both knew it. And yeah, you lived there, there. Before. Whereas for me, it was a great experience because it was in the woods. It's a cute little It's a cute cinema. little cinema. It's one of the fewest reverse projected cinema screens still in operation. Mm-hmm. And it's cute as hell. It and is cute I, as hell. I have been there I have been there three times I can remember and I want to say that I've seen, I saw something else there when I was younger but I saw um, The World's End mm-hmm. at midnight there. I saw uh they did a cinema screening of the War of the Worlds, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds live. Yeah. From did an we arena. watch or Fantastic it... Beasts? Is that what we went to see? We went to go and see Fantastic Beasts there at midnight. Yeah. Because Kinema is absolutely one. gorgeous. The first one. Yeah, yeah, it is gorgeous. It's kind of like this it's a weird, lovely like... Little it's a, is it like got almost kind of circusy feel to it, or am I thinking... It's got a yeah. very sort of... Um, uh, a stereotypical fair. cinema vibe Esque. but the beauty of it is is obviously it's, it's fully independent as far as i'm aware mm-hmm. and it's the the pricing is not that bad at all no it's got two screens where it is yeah it's got two screens only and the main screen is reverse projected like i said every single film has an interval like they used to back in the uh back in like the you know the i guess late to uh, mid early to mid 20th century when mm-hmm. films had intermissions if you've ever gone back and watched something like as an example Chitty Chitty Bang Bang mm-hmm. it's back in the news today because uh, Sally Ann Howe has passed away today oh, who, played truly, who played Truly Scrumptious in that original film Sad alongside face. Dick Van Dyke who I hope lives forever by the way he won't um, but sadly no I know but every film at that cinema has a has an has an intermission and so you can go pee during that during that intermission a dude comes out of the stage playing an organ yeah. Which obviously didn't happen when we went didn't for the midnight show. We because went, it was midnight. <laughs> he was in bed. But every film has an intermission and the dude plays the organ in the uh, in the interval. Which, which is, is cool. amazing. Very if you cool. are near if you live near Waddle Spa and you've heard of this, or you okay, okay, I'll rephrase that. If you have been to the Kinder in the Woods, 
get all cute and excited about it in the comment in the comments. I mean, in, you could be in the comments. On the this tweet. could be on YouTube as well. Oh yeah, it's in YouTube or on Twitter. Yeah. I forget about that. Or, or on a, or on or on Twitter at Castapod. And if you've not been to the Kinema in the Woods, it's Kinema K I N E M A Kinema, not cinema. Kinema. Kinema. Um, it's really really lovely, cute venue, and I love it. Yeah. And it's like you go there. They don't do fresh popcorn. You get like the big plastic buckets of like butter kissed and they don't charge you an arm and a leg for it either. No. When if I remember rightly, it go? was very well priced. When was Fantastic Beasts out? Can you remember? Is this showing Christ, how long know. we've been like, together now? Because uh, we were was it like, still was it at 2015, uni. 2015, 2016? Was it still at uni? 2016. Yeah. Oh, okay. Came well, out in November 2016, so we had oh, graduated. Oh, so we had graduated by then. I was living at home. It was before I moved to Newcastle. I must have come up to visit you then. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that was still five years ago. That was five years ago. Oh, over five no. years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's that's where that's where I've taken you that I've been a place I've been with my ex, like a very specific place. Yeah. But other yeah, than that. Yeah, in the Woods. No. What a, lovely, what a lovely little venue. Have not ever taken Rich somewhere where I've taken an ex. And no, we're not talking about Orgasm Town again. <laughs> or Orgasm City or whatever it was she called it. Orgasm City, baby. <laughs> I think it would have been a bit No, we're not gonna go there. Let's okay, just Okay, moving sweet. Yeah, let's let's, carry let's, on. let's 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 wrap things up, shall we? <laughs> uh, I think that might be a good a good idea. But um yes, that has been our random chat about gridlock. Hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us chat utter rubbish. And I was if you say. genuinely do want a lunch dinner egg t-shirt, I will get one made. I'll stick it on Teespring and if you guys decide to pick them up, we'll donate the uh proce- donate the profits to the Trevor Project or something. Yes. And I think that'd be quite cute because mm-hmm. I, it, it genuinely does actually it surprises me how many people listen to this podcast like Especially obviously starting us on who culture it, it was doing relatively YouTube. well and now that yeah now more people are finding it and i'm seeing the statistics on you know my youtube channel and also on anchor mm-hmm. i'm like holy crap i get people messaging me like somebody messaged me yesterday on instagram asking when the next episode was i'm like i'm doing it tomorrow <laughs> so yeah. it's fine it's gonna we're gonna get one out before christmas um and we really, we, you know, again, we really do appreciate it. It's genuinely astonishing that this is doing as well as it is. Like, yeah, because, I mean, we started it just as kind of like a bit of a, oh, hey, we both like Doctor Who. And every time we'd ever watched an episode of Doctor Who, we always just got talking about it afterwards and kind of thinking, We sit oh, and talk loads yeah. after Doctor Who. Um, so you know, it made oh, what this doing about. ups and downs really easy because I could just bounce all these, like, all these, everything we just saw off you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... And it, that's yeah, pretty we, great. And then we talked about yeah. doing it for ages. Um, and then the opportunity sort of finally arose when you were on Who Culture because it became hashtag content. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then we finally got to do it for ourselves. And it's just a fun little kind of side project that we do. Like, I don't ever sit down and think, oh, God, we've got to do the podcast again. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, have no, we have no obligation to do it aside from... You know, you guys listening to it, listening to it, and and enjoying it, and getting involved in the conversation on Twitter, and also now in the YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what keeps us driven to do it. And as as I've said before, if I don't think you hear any ads at all on these, you shouldn't do, as no. far as I know, from like Spotify or anything, because there's we, there's no there's no revenue coming in for these. Uh-uh. I lied. Technically, there will be now on YouTube, but yeah, again, but it's not like not why we do it. It's we, not we really do it because, revenue because of the podcast. It's kind of revenue because of your 
channel as a whole. So. No, yeah, yeah. But like no. it's it we do this because we like chatting rubbish about Doctor Who and you guys seem to enjoy it. So if you are fancying getting a t shirt or something and we'll donate the proceeds to charity because why not? We don't we don't need that money. I think it, it feels I guess it would feel weird profiting mm-hmm. off it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's do something stupid and let's raise money for, for charity. So if you guys genuinely do want a lunch dinner egg shirt if you don't know what we're on about when we say lunch dinner egg again go back onto who culture listen and listen boom to town. the boomtown episode of escaping Custobras because that's where that came from mm-hmm. and for some reason it's stuck much like castapodians which i yes. keep forgetting to say i like that term it's cute and you guys are wonderful so yeah thank you all Thanks. so much for listening if next time it's Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. We do our two-parters together. Somebody actually did tweet me about when we get to the end of the series as to whether we do a three-parter because Utopia, Ooh. The Sound of Drums and Last of the Time Lords are technically all linked. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Yeah, yeah let's do a probably. Because there's not really much point in doing a single-parter than a two-parter. Um, we might no, as well because it is it is arguably it's it's kind of like when we get to series ten again. I'm talking about series ten that you barely remember. The That's um, fine. Uh, what were the episodes? Extremist, the pyramid at the end of the world, and the lie of the land. The one with the monks in it. It amazes me that you remember these things just off the top of your head. Like literally, folks, there was no cut there, no googling in the background no. that he's cut out. He just sits there and goes, oh, genuinely this, 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 and this, and I'm like. What, how? With these podcasts, these are these are about as raw as they get. Because yeah. a little behind the scenes for you, when I edit these together, I literally sync up Amy and I's audio, do the actual like audio tweaks that you would do to what our voiceover files, mm-hmm. and then I go through, I cut out any swears that I have, and there is one in this episode. I've had, I'm, I've already marked to cut yeah. back and go and get rid of, um, and then I leave it. That's it. That's so it. basically, what what you hear is what you get. If I had more time then yeah, you'd probably go through and, and cut out all of the, oh no, you have to you. Or, yeah, but uh, I mean, why, that's the beauty of a podcast is you most get Most of the time it is literally just involved. us chatting rubbish live. I mean, also if we Google anything, you could quite literally hear us tapping on our keyboards. You can hear us clicking and tapping away in the but background. I think that makes yeah. it raw, it makes it real. Like, I don't want to listen to a yeah. heavily doctored podcast unless that's what I'm in there for. I want to listen yeah, to people true. chatting, I want to listen to people Googling stuff. This is what we do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yes, um, we probably will do it as a three-parter, as a yeah, I'd say three-parter. But cause... yeah, next week it's going to be a two. Ne- next week, next time it's going to be a two-parter for evolution of the Daleks. No, Daleks about take Manhattan and evolution. Evolution of the Daleks is it angels. No, it's Daleks in Manhattan. Are it's you okay? Angels take angels take Manhattan. Daleks in Manhattan. Are you okay? You broke. I'm losing my mind. You broke. <laughs> but it's Daleks, which is obviously, you know, as as you know, for me, that's always exciting. Yes. But that will more than likely be coming after the new year. Because yeah. as said at the beginning of this episode, it is Christmas Eve, if you're listening to us on launch day for this episode. Um, for us recording, Christmas. it's Christmas in three days. Yeah, it's the 22nd today. Um, so, yeah, we will uh, we'll probably get back to you after eve of the daleks Ooh. the new year's special Ooh, Ooh interesting <laughs> oh i am not holding out any hope Ooh. <laughs> i will see because his track record with daleks has been not completely terrible yeah but it's revolution <laughs> revolution of the daleks wasn't amazing it had Flux. some redeeming features but overall was like meh but then it's like resolution 
gets more stick than I think it deserves. Let's but I'll talk. Get to that. I will get to that on YouTube eventually. Let me just but quickly anyway. summarise and say Flux made me want to shoot myself and that's as far as we'll go on that front. <laughs> we'll get to that. We get to, our, we get to series 13, 10 oh series God, away, Amy. We're going to have to rewatch it. It's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to rewatch. If I've got to rewatch series 7, you've got to rewatch Flux. Series 7 was nowhere near as bad as anything Chibler's ever spewed out. Series 7 was Moffat. Yeah, Series 7 was nowhere near as bad as anything that Chibnall's no, ever I know, spewed I know, out. I know, That's I know. what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening. If you're listening to us before Christmas, have an amazing Christmas. Enjoy. If you are if you are able to go home and spend time with your families, if you can't, then I'm sorry to hear that. But, you know, If you can't, shit make the eventually. best of it. Enjoy yeah. your Christmas with whoever you're with. If you're on your own then just do whatever you would do to make Go your back, day Go back, rewind the podcast to the beginning and you can spend Christmas Day with us Yeah, again. So that, that's, that's, that's really nice. I really hope everybody stays safe, stays as yep. well as you can. Yep. And enjoys whatever Christmas you have. And yeah. Or enjoy the holiday or enjoy the holidays overall if you don't do Christmas. Yes, if you're not Christmas and inclined. also... As said, this will be after the new year. So happy new year as well. Yeah. Happy 2022. I hope it's not crap. <laughs> I hope things go well. <laughs> yes. And as Amy said, I hope you all stay safe. And thank you so much for the warm welcome back to podcasting. For me personally, to YouTubing this year, it has been amazing. Mm -hmm. and, I, and neither myself nor Amy can thank you enough. I'm so proud of, of you. Not the audience, me. you. Yeah, of literally me. you. He's such a loser. Yeah, well, I am. You need to go find a boyfriend. Uh, You're so obsessed yeah. with me. Uh, I can't yeah. really be bothered. Like, I already live here. Do you know what I mean? It's hassle. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, convenience whatever. at this point. Well, well, my little castapodians, thank you so much for listening. And again, have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful new year. Find us on Twitter at Casterpod, or you can put your comments in the comment section below. I should remember to try and remember yeah. that we're doing this on YouTube as they come out as well. Should really remember that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there's a comment section too. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening and or looking at the uh, the animation from After Effects. It takes bloody ages to render if you're on YouTube. Thank you all hey, so Rich. much. Have a... What? Where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at PickupChangeToe and on YouTube, just search for Rich Hudson. There you Where go. can they find you, Amy? You can find me. But you're, on... you're, ta you're taking command of the podcast, like well, you said. Well, you, you nearly to. forgot to do it. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at Ames underscore Elizabeth, as most of you have already done. And of course, at Casterpod on Twitter. But thank you all so much for listening. Again, a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year to you all. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I thought you were about to wave then. I just saw your arm move. Was that like you just muting, stopping your recording? Just like, bye, I'm waving at Rich. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>